0: Hey guys, welcome to Ruinamma, uh Season
1: 2, Episode 31. hey guys. How are you, bud? Very well, thank you. How's yourself?
0: Yeah, not bad, mate. Just, you know, surviving in, uh, in this uh COVID lockdown uh, environment yeah. uh, while the rest of the world continues going along its merry way. It's, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, it is, unfortunately. Um, it is a bit like that.
0: But, Congratulations mate. to the uh, Brisbaneites, though, picking up the uh, the 2032
1: Olympic Games. Um, yeah, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, it's, uh, it was announced uh, about a couple of hours ago. And, yeah. yeah. It's really exciting for this for us uh, Brisbane locals and Southeast Queenslanders, and it's going to do great things for... Um, Absolutely, mate. It's going to be... It's going
0: to be awesome. I'm hoping boost. that we're out of lockdown by then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see how
1: we go. Yeah, no, you know, It's going to be fantastic for uh, Southeast Queensland in particular, but the whole state as well. Um, yep. it be a huge boost and you know, everyone's really excited. And No COVID uh, in
0: WA. None in WA. No, Mark Mockway's saying there's no COVID in WA.
1: Oh, Mark, you lucky bugger. Yeah. So <laughs> um, hey to just... Ciala.
0: Ada Victor Kiwi Kiwi, Sean James, uh, Nick McKirch has joined us, my mum of course, TK as always. How are you brother? Welcome to uh, everyone. Yeah. All,
1: our, all our regulars. All our regulars. It's awesome to have you guys and thanks also for your input last night in the show. We, yeah, that was uh, great. We both had a great time. Um, yeah, it was. It was a good bit time. more casual, relaxed vibe um, yep. answering all your questions. So we enjoyed that and we'll definitely do another one of those at some point yeah
0: yeah we'll do another one at the end of the season i think uh the kirch has said ru was delivered uh as promised in relation to wearing the
1: 2000 away jersey tonight you know you know that the reason that i did wear it is because i knew kirch that you would remember that i had said that so that's why i wore it
0: <laughs> carlos kelly's joined us hey carlos how are you bro
1: hey carlos
0: yeah so um
1: yeah, mate. Um, fair bit of you, news, isn't there? Fair, fair bit of news to go through in NRL land.
0: No COVID in New Zealand as well. Sucks to be in New South COVID there, Hammer. It certainly does. And, you know, it's weird, mate. As I said, four weeks ago or five weeks ago, I was sitting at Central Coast Stadium watching the Warriors play the Storm. And um, if someone had have said to me then that you'd be locked down in, three, in like three or four weeks and you won't be able to go to work and all the rest of it, I would have laughed at them. But... Uh,
1: and... Likewise, if someone had told me that I would have been watching the game live yep. against the Panthers at Suncorp Stadium, I would have yeah. had the same reaction.
0: It's, um, yeah, it's just weird. It, it's not weird. It's um, it's just the landscape of how we're living at the moment with COVID. It sure is, yeah. It's certainly out there. It's definitely around. Uh, I'm, I'm actually surprised that the 2020 Olympics, which got put back to 2021, are still actually going ahead. Um,
1: same here yeah it's uh, bizarre I, I've got a mate um, who's Japanese and he, he's unfortunately had to go back to Japan and I, I was having a chat to him recently and he's like well I mean to them they're like we don't know why it's going ahead either it's no good yeah. to us because they're not really going to benefit from the full cultural experience of, of no. hosting the Olympics and no. they don't get the tourism no. they miss out they, they they feel a bit ripped off and, and rightly so I would say I'm, I'm actually hearing that any medal recipients
0: will be giving themselves their own medals so they it's it'll be on a cushion and they get to take it and put it over their own neck so that there's no crowds their families can't be there to watch them doesn't that Uh, take away
1: from the whole experience
0: yeah it's just it's crazy isn't it Uh, that's out that's out of it yeah uh, mum says no covid on the central coast either. Heard us and Lilawarra maybe out of lockdown after the weekend. Look, I don't want to hear all your good feel good stories, people. I'm in lockdown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about Come your on, lives. Emma, you stop go on. stop making Hammer feel bad. Come on. Like we need. <laughs> Good good oh. vibes only. We've had it so good
0: here in Sydney for so long. Um so yeah, it's it's great that uh for like the Warriors supporters like yourself Rob can can get to the games now that they've moved Relocated the comp up there, and more importantly, they've relocated the Warriors up there. So, um... well, that's
1: it. Uh, us, us, Southeast Queenslanders, we got the boys for the rest of the season. So it's all yeah. on us to get out there and support the guys as much as we can. What was the vibe like at the game on the weekend, mate? Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, so we turned up, and the gates didn't even open until one thirty. So it was quite bizarre. we were all sort of standing queued up outside um, near the near the old Wally statue, and yeah, everyone went in, and it was a bizarre feeling because. We were some of the first to get to our seats. And we had great seats, as, as you could have seen from those photos. We were dead set, sort yep. of in the corner, had a perfect view. There's not really any bad seats at Suncorp, and anyone no, who's been there true. will know that. Um, yeah, so, so myself and Sean um, took our seats. And the, the one thing I did notice was the Warriors fans were kind of scattered. So I know that the members' email had said section 326. We were in 327, right next to it. Um, there was there was a lot of support for the boys because we've seen a lot of jerseys getting off the train, a lot of jerseys around the place. It was great that so many people came out at short notice. Yep. That was very encouraging. Um, the only unfortunate thing was, yeah, we did we were kind of scattered. Like, as you can understand, being a Broncos home game originally, we were surrounded by Broncos supporters. Yeah. There's a couple of a few Warriors fans behind us, um, around the place, but that that was probably the only thing. We didn't really have that kind of um Sort of tribe, sort of uh, vibe happening there. Um, but it was very, it was as I said, a lot of support for the boys when we had that good start. Um, there's a lot of noise in the crowd, yeah. And I think everyone was pretty appreciative of the effort as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Which we it, get into when we talk about the game. We will then. get into it. Yeah. But it was a, ve- but it was an awesome vibe, and I even think the Broncos fans were, were were cheering for us as well, which was good because yeah. uh, as I said, whenever we did something well, you could hear a lot of cheers around around about us. I well, there those,
0: those three Broncos players playing for the Warriors too, weren't there? In, um, yeah, Bruce Walsh, Cody,
1: and Matt Lodge. So. And, and, and I heard a lot of the Broncos fans saying it's great to see Matt Lodge playing so well. So that, yeah. that was that was good to hear. Yeah, overall overall very good game day experience. And of course, Nick Nick McKercher joined us as well. So there was the yep. three of us there. You might have seen us on the on the live feed there. that yep. uh, was, was good fun. Uh, yeah, very, very good atmosphere as always at Suncorp, especially when the Broncos and Tigers fans sort of came in and filled out the crowd. Because yep. by the, at the start of the game, it was, it was probably about maybe 5,000 people there, seven five to 7,000 I would estimate. But it filled up nicely and um, perfect conditions for footy. And yeah, we, we, had, we had a great day out there. So Best
0: hot dogs I've had is at uh, Suncorp, mate. I love the hot dogs. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. I do Super- like them.
1: Sensational hot dogs and yeah. pies. And...
0: Um, we got just a couple of questions coming through. TK said, "Can you answer me this? How come your PM has no power over different states if the whole country went into lockdown and did it like New Zealand?" Oh, mate, you're asking. I'm not up on
1: politics. I don't know how. Me neither. I'm not a big. Just, I'm not a big on politics. Yeah, yeah. It kind of. It, it
0: confuses the hell out of me, and I stay out of it. I, I just, I just do what I'm told. I do the right thing, and, and hope that other people are doing that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, Mike Harrison, I'm meant to be on the GC in early September. Do you think I'll be able to go save it? Mate, I'm meant to be on the GC in early September. Uh, last I'm round. hoping that most so, of you
1: guys will be on the GC early, early September to give, uh, to give RTS his, his send-off that he deserves.
0: Yeah. Um, before we get into the game, mate, we'll, get in, we'll just quickly touch on some NRL news that's flying around. Um,
1: oh, plenty happening.
0: Yeah, just a, a few signings. So, Tamita Pengui Jr. Uh, has been signed to a three-year deal at the Bulldogs from 2022 onwards. Uh, the interesting story, though, is he's also been signed to a short-term deal to join the Panthers for the remainder of the season. As Brad Inger said on his show today, it's great to see a struggling team like the Panthers being able to... Yeah, yeah they, they need all players. the help they can get. Yeah, absolutely. I think the
1: Roosters might need some people as well.
0: Yeah, and Melbourne. Um, so, yeah, uh, it is to cover for James Fisher-Harris, who is set to leave the NRL bubble after this weekend's game, as his partner is uh, expecting... Their second child. Uh, so he'll be heading back down to Sydney for that. And then when he returns, he's got to go back into uh, two week isolation on his own. So I don't think we'll see after this weekend, I don't think we'll see uh, James Fisher Harris playing for the Panthers again until semi final time, mm. uh, such is the nature of how long he's got to spend away. Um, so yeah, so Pango Jr. Um, goes from the uh, cellar dwellers to the a competition title uh, possibility in in one you know in one week. <laughs> um, Jade and Sue has been uh, signed to the Dragons uh, for a three year deal from twenty twenty two onwards. Uh, it's also been revealed Mitchell Moses uh, played seventy minutes of Origin three with a fractured back.
1: How about that? Um, Imagine trying to play with a fractured back.
0: Yeah. So he's he's obviously an indefinite out at this stage of the season now. Absolutely, yeah. And the little hammer, uh, the Cowboys' little hammer. uh, Yeah, yeah. Went under the knife today. He's he had had his appendix out. I'm assuming they must have burst for it to be emergency surgery. Yeah, and it looks like he'll be out for the season as well. As to uh, Xavier Savage. He's out for the season uh, for the Raiders. Gee, that's unlucky
1: for him, isn't he? he was so- Yeah, he had a good Saturday game. Night. Yeah.
0: And then obviously in Warriors news, um, Tohu Harris uh, has been uh, confirmed that he's got a torn ACL. Uh, so mm. he'll be out for six to nine months uh, post-surgery. They're hoping uh, he'll be back ready for round one next season. Jeez. Um, but
1: haven't we had some injuries, eh?
0: Wade Egan as well. Uh, shoulder injury looks like he's out for the season.
1: I'll take a trip.
0: Um, Rocco Berry with his hamstring injury, it's indefinite at this stage, uh, but that's been troubling him now for a few weeks. Um, and he's only young, he's only like 19 years old. So that could be a growing thing too. Uh, yeah. I, I know a lot, of, I know Greg Inglis had a lot of hamstring in, uh, issues in, in the early stage of his career as his his body was growing and, and developing.
1: Um, well, young Greg Inglis and Rocco Berry are sort of a similar with similar builds as well. Yeah, like they are. Full, lanky. Absolutely. Yeah. centers. Yeah. Um, obviously,
0: RTS being rested this week uh, following his uh, HIA, so mm. they're just going to not play him. Uh, in great news for the Warriors, uh, it's been revealed Petahiku will be, uh, could be back as early as next week, which is a massive boost. Um, we all thought we'd seen the last of Pet in a Warriors jersey, but um, it's great to see that we'll be able to see him uh, don the colors a few more times before he heads off to the Cowboys. next.
1: Gets the sign off Uh, On his own terms, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, he can string a few games together and um, teach Pompey and the like how to do this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the final one is Kane Evans. uh, Fined $5,000 for the obscenities written on his wrist last weekend. Um, Silly stuff. Mate, probably the thing that I didn't understand was he was 18th man. So, like... He wasn't going to get out there and fold anything. No. The only thing he was folding is his pants, like his shorts, after he,
1: he didn't play, he put them back in his bag.
0: That's, um, yeah.
1: Or maybe when he took off that red vest afterwards, he was going to fold that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird.
1: Yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, we'll get into the, the round 18 review, mate. But,
1: Let's uh, get into it, mate.
0: Lost to the Panthers. Um. To start off with, there was uh, some... Changes to the Warriors with Chad Townsend, Tohu Harris, and you and Aitken all added to the run-on squad. Um, RTS moved to 5'8 and Montoya to the wing. Cody Nikarima moved on to the bench. Ellie Katoa to the bench and Kane Evans to 18th man, the man we just spoke, spoke about. Um, and the dream team of Matt Russell and uh, Blocker Roach calling our game again. Um, Blocker getting his obvious request in early as usual <laughs> um, to, uh, to the delight of all Warriors fans. <laughs>
1: Oh, the dulcet tones of Barker Roach. Yeah. Roche. yeah. <laughs> All on the field, it was yeah, it was the worst possible start with big Villiamy kick out, and his uh, court judge hairstyle charging down. <laughs> it was somewhat as we were saying at the ground. It was more like roadkill on top of his head. <laughs> um, he, he, with his court judge hairstyle, I like that one. It's good. Um, charging down a t- Chad Townsend kick. The Warriors first set and regathering ball, we got an absolute dream bounce. Yeah, he did. On the first points of the game, uh, both teams though looked pretty strong, like making a lot of meters, strong sets in exchange with big both, um, obviously big four packs making good meters. AFB Lodge and Jazz working in the middle third, and we we're looking much sharper in attack. That was the most encouraging uh, sign early. Yeah, the Matt Lodge with a second phase play, his offloading game providing, yeah, that much needed second phase we've been missing. Yeah, um, Kiku, Kikau made a mistake
0: in our half, gives us a great, some great field position. Uh, a strong run from Hectic down the sideline and he, he, he almost got away. Uh, and then a to Egan no-look special uh, puts Matty Lodge into a gap and he finds a uh, good old no-look Egan with a good offload. And uh, Egan goes over under the sticks. Uh, the chosen one, Reese Walsh, converts and the Warriors lead 6-4. And it was very interesting to see that Lodge was the most vocal in the huddle. Um, just showing how confident he is in that Warrior squad and settled in as a real leader of our team.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that was very interesting to see. it's a good sign as well Um, uh, as a forward leader and an enforcer. A heavy hit from old Nosebeers Naden leaves Tohu with uh, awkwardly twisted knee, very awkwardly twisted knee, as it turns out. He attempts to play on, but he only lasts another minute and is um, gone after trying to tackle... The block of granite, Brian Tottle Yeah. And he leaves leaves the field in the twelfth minute, which brings uh Ellie Katoa into the game. A six to go call uh to the Panthers, gives him good field position. We negotiate the set, but RTS um gets his head, you know, in the awkward position and um copped Burton's hip making a tackle and it slides out before he even hits the ground. Yeah, it was wasn't uh wasn't looking good for him. No. He's taken from the field in the 14th minute and, yeah, unsurprisingly failed his HIA. So Cody's handed his replacement and he came on at this point and Blocker was claiming that us trying to mix things up with our lineup hasn't worked. Of course it hasn't if you lose <laughs> two players in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That was the most bizarre comment. He's going, oh, it's just, these, these changes just aren't working for the Warriors. And it's like, what are you talking about? It makes a lot of them <laughs> He makes a lot of them. He's, uh, it's not working because two of the people that were changed have, have come off the field.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's the, the epitome of uh, stating
1: that he's Captain Obvious, Captain Obvious
0: blocker roach. Yeah. Um, a stripping call on AFB uh, gives us some good field position and an entertaining set sees Chad Ernest a repeat set. Uh, in the meantime, that's when Egan is forced from the field in that 17th minute with a shoulder injury, forcing another reshuffle uh, with the. Thunderbird villain, the hood, <laughs> coming on, uh, moving Jazz to hooker. Um, Walsh with a beautiful ball to Rocco Berry on the fifth tackle, beats uh, Nozbeer's Naden um, to score. Uh, 10-4 after Walsh's conversion hits the post. We continue to look good in the tack though, and a penalty gives us more great field position. Chad gives a, a short ball to Curran, which is called forward. And I've, honestly, I've seen worse uh, let go. I've seen um, way
1: worse let go. Yeah. Um,
0: Joshie still manages to get his uh, lawnmower started amazingly after just one pull.
1: Um, that never happens. No. With another entertaining
0: <laughs> post-try celebration, uh, ma- raising much needed funds for uh, Mossy Masai. So it's good to see all the boys getting involved in that.
1: I'm glad they still paid that. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, the momentum immediately swings, though. That dreaded momentum swing. Penrith camped down into the field. And after a knock-on from a bomb, they spread the ball uh, from the scrum and we're caught short and Toto diving in the corner. He's almost impossible to stop Yeah, in that corner. Crichton slots it from the chalk, as Husey would say, to level the scores at 10-all. The Panthers then started making huge metres in every set. And we start to sort of be tiring in the middle, as you yep. can understand, I'm um, losing yep. a couple of players, or three players at this point. And some rubbish play from the snail on the chosen one. Wasn't this ridiculous? Yep. After a kick that carries over onto the sideline and is ignored by all match officials. And then, buddy, Cooper Cronk comes out and says, Welsh needs to learn to handle that. But no comment on the Snails' like ridiculous rubbish tactics. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit off Cooper Cronk, I must say. Yeah. Um, yeah, does Repeat, like the sound yeah. of his own voice. He does, yeah. Yep. Uh, Cooper, Cooper, Cooper in good company Cronk. That's yep. all I'll say yep. for his whole career. Uh, repeat six again calls going against us and we just couldn't, we just couldn't hold on. It was, it was impossible against, against a, a still a very potent Penrith back line. Yep. Um, Kick-out beats some tired defenders to score. That made it 16-10.
0: Yeah, and in the meantime uh, obviously uh, struggling Rocco Berry is taken from the field with that recurrence of his hamstring injury um, which forces Sirenin out of the centres and the Warriors are now down to zero players left on the bench with 50 minutes of gameplay game still left. Um, and it was a shame because Rocco Berry has been showing some really good promise. Yeah, I, yeah. I like his, um, like he's a big bodied center. He's got a nice fend. He does have a good um, ball carry and offload as well. Uh, a couple of guys are commenting. He, he uh, reminds people of uh, a younger Joey Manu, which is true. He does. Yes. yeah, um, that,
1: that's, that's a good uh, comparison.
0: Considering he's, he's only played like five or six first grade games, so he, he's coming along nicely for us. It's a he's going to be a good, a big loss um, over the next couple of weeks.
1: He's, he's a young fella and he's still growing, and I think yeah. when he puts on a little bit more size, he's going to be unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely. There,
0: um, we literally limp into half time with a mountain to climb in the second half, and to start the second half, Walsh cops that the knees from Coruscant are retrieving a kick. Uh, I've definitely seen those penalised before, and it's he- heavy you know, contact. Heavy yeah. contact to the head. Anything to the head has been penalised in the past. Um, the ref stops play and penalises Matt Lodge for something that happened down the field earlier, um, and it's kind of proof that the the crackdown on the head knocks is well and truly over f- at this stage. Yeah,
1: oh, it's, it's done and dusted. We do get some early opportunities in the second half to attack, but unfortunately, Katoa makes an error close to the line, trying to get up and play it a bit too quick. Yep. Um, another error and a heap of six again calls and penalties. Allow us to, to get some sustained pressure, but crucially, Lodge throws a loose offload, um, trying to get it get it back to AFB. They're trying to get that um, combination happening. Yeah, that one two punch. Exactly. And the Panthers regained that, and that was quite crucial because a forward a forward pass from Cody at a dummy half gives the Panthers field position. But at this point, we were scrambling very well. You could yep. see we were hanging on by a thread. From where we were sitting, you could see the guys were just not making it back on side. Uh, the big forwards w- were struggling. And regardless, though, we, we put in a great effort to, to hold them out for a while. A great return set sees a Chad Townsend kick um, returned by um, Dylan Edwards. Yep. We who who ran straight through the middle. And some fast hands from the Panthers are matched by some outstanding scrambling defense again. However, we do run out of legs and Crichton gets a flick out to an unmarked uh, Charlie Shidstains who scores in the corner, 20-10 to 10 in the 56th 50, minute. And it's just purely down to fatigue. We've we done yeah. so well up until that point, but we just sitting there going, we can't hold up. We just physically can't hold on.
0: No, we're, I mean, we're visibly exhausted. We're struggling to get back on side. Um, the cameras show Wade Egan uh, looking to try and come back uh, on. He was warming up on the sideline, but um, he was clearly struggling to pass, and, and there's no chance that he would have been able to come back on. Um, DWZ and Hectic Montoya, though, they, they, they were very impressive for us, uh, helping out our forwards, returning the ball strongly. Um, we lose an obviously strategic captain's challenge on a Jazz lost ball, but the head slam on Jazz goes unnoticed. And yeah. and they didn't even talk about it on the TV broadcast either. No. Uh, and then even um, Adam fennell Blake had some band with the rest, asking for a break on the decision, as we we have no bench. Um, it's it's obvious we just we just needed to get some air in the lungs at that point.
1: Um, oh yeah, it, it try it was really strategic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't you can't blame them for trying that one. Um, and we're even taking short dropouts. most likely to save us having to do all that running up in the defensive line and also to try and get a bonus uh, ball back if they can. Yeah, Um, We continue to scramble brilliantly brilliantly though in defense, but the uh, weight of possession and fatigue sees old Casper, Casper Martin brush off a very, very feeble attempt from Cody, but you can, you can give him a break because of the fatigue factor and everything. To run away, and, and that pretty much broke our backs. And they got out to 26 10 in the 65th. The Panthers are now, are now cashing in on the fatigue factor. They're surging upfield, forcing a dropout. And in the ensuing set, the snail f- floats another long pass out to uh, Nut Staines to score in the corner. And he, he's truly this guy, Staines, is the king of catching the ball and putting it down. Yep. I swear he never has to work too hard for his tries. Well, I, I suppose not if you're on the end of that back line.
0: No, that's right.
1: But um, yeah, 30 to 10 in the 69th minute. And I think at this point, you know, we're super proud of the effort. We're like, if we can just at least minimize the damage. Yep. Um, continue that scrambling defense. Refuse, we refuse to give up. And uh, Walshy runs off a great offload from Curran to score a consolation try to make it 30 to 16, um, which ends up being the final score.
0: Yeah, well, it was despite the odds, you know, we didn't throw in the towel. Um, you know, the, the boys really dug deep. And we need to kind of bottle that kind of spirit moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, that's it, it's interesting, isn't it? If we had played with that kind of uh, spirit um, in the last couple of weeks, we would have won some of those games that we couldn't close out.
1: Oh, absolutely, um, we would have won at least. But you know, it's funny forward. when our backs
0: against the wall, and you know, the, we're we're facing that um, that wall of adversity. They they stand up and they they have a crack, and um, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, for the effort they put in, we, we got no love from any of the commentators for the effort. Um, no, or no. I can remember back when, and, and I know Millie's watching, so you know I'm not bagging out the Raiders here, but I remember back in round three where the Raiders lost three players. So they still have one on the bench. And uh, they let that 28-6 lead go, and we end up running over the top of them winning 36-32 or something like 31, that.
1: 31
0: yeah. There you go, down in Canberra. But all the talk was about how brave the Raiders were with having only one on the bench, you know, for 40 minutes. We had no r- reserves on the bench for 50 minutes. For 50 minutes, we had guys that were like two front rowers that played 80 minutes. Uh, Lisa Narmou, I don't think he's played 60 minutes in his life, uh, you know, hanging on for 60 minutes. So, and, yeah, it kind of just – it just annoys me that the team didn't get the recognition that they deserved for the yeah. effort that they put in. And it just—it's just it's just – you know, in talking about the Warriors, it's oh, now they've lost six in a row. Yeah, but like, look at it in context.
1: Yeah, it's know? it's it's frustrating. Yeah. Um and just again, the little things just aren't going our way. As he, as no. we mentioned in the game, like little calls. You know, I mean, probably- they, they they did. They worked
0: very very hard. Um, you know, the, the two standouts for us were Fenua Blake and Matt Lodge. Oh, yeah. um, Noah Blake had 28 runs for 262 metres, 123 of those were post-contact. Um, he had one offload, one line break, 10 tackle breaks, no try assists and 32 tackles. And then Matty Lodge, he had 19 runs, 144 metres, 59 of those post-contact, eight offloads, one line break, five tackle breaks, one tri-assist and 27 tackles. They're massive numbers for, Huge. for our front rowers. Huge. Yeah.
1: And, and, and it's not surprising to see that our second and third uh, highest meter makers, uh, DWZ, with 172 and uh, Hectic Montoya with 154. Correct. That they yeah. really rolled their sleeves up and knew when to come in and, um, you know, give our forwards a bit of a break. Would like to have seen... Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, that's okay. I would like to have seen... Um, eight can get a bit more involved. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he, I agree. He needed to come in as well and, and, and take some of those pressure carries. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. He kind of, kind of just stays out on his edge. And, and yeah. And you could, you could see that, that at him. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think if we can get, um, I think, um if we can get Hiku back into that side, uh, that'll, that'll make a, a, a lot of changes to how we're going. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's something to to obviously bottle and work on for this week. You know, we, we'll get into the pregame a bit later, but um, the rabbitos have got a couple of injuries this week. So, um, you know, uh, if we can manage to, I mean, I, I know we've got four guys that aren't playing, but. Uh, from last week's team but if we can manage to you know keep a 17 squad fit during the game and, and use our bench rotation wisely uh, we're a good chance oh uh,
1: absolutely we are yeah. and if we can we can continue on in that similar vein and yeah. um, roll the sleeves up get in the trenches do the hard stuff
0: yep uh, hey Christian how are you brother uh, um Ruben Newman says the 18th man should be banned from writing anything on their wrist. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, the round review. Let's get into the other game. So um, Friday night, first game uh, Eels uh, 26 over the Titans. Eight um, Eels origin players, Junior Paulo and Mitch Moses both rested. We found out why Moses wasn't playing with that uh, fractured back. Um, the Titans Origins players in Tino, uh, Mo Fotowaker, and Brimson all backed up after Origin. Titans with the first scoring opportunity, but um, Corey, Norman, uh, Corey Thompson, sorry, uh, unable to get downward pressure chasing the kick. Uh, Parramatta with the first try to Dylan Brown, who showed a great uh, pace to burn AJ Brimson on the outside. It was a yeah, fantastic try.
1: No, he had that
0: much toe. No. Um, sideshow Bob, Kevin Proctor sent to the Sinbin for a dangerous tackle on uh, Isaiah. Why do we let him go, Papaliti? Uh, which proves to be costly. Uh, Parra with uh, 13 on 12, wastes no time taking advantage of the extra man and running three tries in 10 minutes uh, with the first to Sean Lane crashing over, then a long-range effort from a Ryan Madison break and offload sees Reed Marney score and then uh, Hayes Dunst off a uh, King Gutho kick and Parramatta leading 20 nil at half time. Um, Ryan Mad- Madison, who was undoubtedly the Eels' best in the first 59 minutes, was rewarded with a try early in that second half. Um... Parramatta denied a few tries from some great Titans defense. Uh, Titans get on the scoreboard in the 61st minute with a try to Brian Kelly in his uh, 100th game. And then David Fafita, who had been doing his best Harry Houdini impression for like 69 minutes or something, uh, manages to score a try with only his sixth touch of the ball. In that in the game, it's only just,
1: his sixth touch I, in the 69th minute. What's going on there? Like
0: he didn't play Origin, and he was he, he was coming into this game. He's the million dollar man, and he's had six touches in 69 minutes of footy. It was just yeah, it's just. It's
1: I, I've just got sh- to tell you, it doesn't really dispel his kind of growing reputation as a bit of a flat track bully.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and he got a second one right on full time, but that was disallowed. Um, just not a big enough involvement for a player that's earning one million a no, season. Not at
1: all. Um,
0: a better second half effort by the Titans, considering they lost both their halves during uh, that half. They they lost um, Ash Taylor and uh, Jamal Fogarty. And Jamal Fogarty, I think, moving forward for them is is going to be a, a big loss. Mm. Uh, I hope he's for them. He's not out for an extended period.
1: He's but- their organizer.
0: Yeah, but I mean for me the, the Titans have just been very disappointing.
1: Yeah, well that's it. They were they were tipped to potentially be a top four team this year with their recruits, but yep. yeah, haven't quite got the balance right in their team, no. have they? No. Um, second second up on Friday, uh, at the same ground was Seagulls thirty two over the Dragons eighteen. Tommy Turbo, DCE were both rested by the mad scientist, Desi Hasler. Warrior number 242, Jermaine Tanoa-Brown. Young Manny playing his first game for the Dragons. And Warrior yeah. 230, Gerard Beal playing his 200th first grade game. So congrats to him. Yeah. Uh, we had seen Young Manny in the red V though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, Dragons started the game with an up-tempo style of play to ambush Eagles. Torrell Sloan got the first try of the match. And then Manly hit back with a try to the porn star Morgan Harper off a great Otto Ka-atu offload. Josh Vibe man, Schuster, back from the injury, um, troubling the Dragons' defence, um, putting on a big Otto Ka-atu over for a try. The Dragons hit back with a Josh Maguire try off a simple crash play. Don't we know about that? To yep. level the scores before, heart, but before taking a penalty shot at goal to lead 14-12 at halftime. And our mate, the mad dog Carl Lawton, rushed to hospital at halftime with severe back pain. Yeah, so I hope he's hope he's doing all right.
0: Well, they've named him this week, but I, I don't know if he'll play.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see see how he goes there. Uh, Manly with a Kieran Four and try in the first minute after half time from uh, another vibe man Schuster offload, <laughs> and Moses Suli charge upfield. The vibe man.
0: The vibe man. The vibe man. <laughs>
1: Cade Cust uh, got a good try, uh, reaching out with five Dragons defenders on him to extend Manley's lead. Kieran Foran, dead set winding the clock back and putting on a masterclass, hits Hank Scorpio (laughs) with the best short ball all season for a try. Um, And the Dragons with a Gerard Beal try. Isn't he a try machine now that he's left the Warriors? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Off a Ben Hunt kick. Uh, chased down by Terrell Sloan gives the Dragons an ever-so-slight of a comeback, but a penalty goal to Manly. Uh, puts the game out past two converted tries and another convincing win bouncing back from last week's shock loss to the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I thought Manly were quite good considering they didn't have um, Turbo and, and DCE running the show. But as I said, you know, as you said, um, Kieran and, uh just really won yeah. the back. He's found some form, um, you know, good on him, uh, playing some, some good footy. You see him not
1: uh, injured for once yeah the
0: dragons too you know that, that wasn't a bad performance you got to remember you know they're going through that period now where they're they're having to rest or uh, stagger their stagger suspensions. their suspensions yeah. um to try and get uh, a team on the field so half those um, guys
1: probably won't be playing this week
0: no nah, there's a couple missing this week
1: um but yeah they um
0: yeah they uh they it was a pretty uh entertaining game to watch that one um, Saturday, uh, Roosters 34 versus Cowboys, Cowboys 18. Uh, I don't know. Poor old Toddy. I don't know what's going oh, on with Cowboys. Sorry. It's, uh, Val Holmes. On. Yeah. Val Holmes ruled out via injury for the Cowboys and, and Teddy Tedesco rested. Um, the Cowboys jumped out of the gate with a try to, uh, Javid Bowen and then another to the little hammer, uh, and both tries down that Cowboys left edge. Um, Dearden splits through some lazy Nat Butcher defense, identifying some early uh, defensive concerns for the Roosters. Uh, the Roosters managed to shift the momentum and get back-to-back sets and Lord Farquhar, Angus Crichton, um, <laughs> scores for the Roosters. <laughs> <I knew you'd laughs> um, scores for the Roosters. Um, end-to-end exciting play from both sides, highlighted by some great ball work and some equally impressive defense. Uh, the Roosters get their second try to Billy Smith, running a great line uh, back against the direction of play, uh, finding the hammer out of position. Uh, the Cowboys, with some poor discipline, giving away a crucial penalty, resulting in Joey Manu scoring, and the Roosters lead 14-12 at halftime. Uh, the Roosters with a try to Al Bundy, uh, Matt Ikevalu, after halftime extends the Roosters lead before Roos uh, Robson capitalises on a great individual run from the hammer to score next to the post. Um, tries to Panoa Walker and Ikavalu in the final ten minutes extend the scoreline for a 34-18 win to the the
1: Roosters. Very much um, in the balance for a while there, but the Cowboys just couldn't get it done.
0: Yeah, the Roosters for me. The, I mean, the Roosters are uh, a side now that like they'll make the eight, but they're not going to feature in that that race for the grand final this year. I, I no, think. I mean, they've they done have. a great job um, overcoming you know the the injuries they've had this year and those forced um, retirements. Of uh, you know Brett Morris, Boyd Cordner, and Jake Friend, but um, yeah, they they just look look like a team uh, just hanging on. Uh, and we saw you know when they played the the top of the table uh, teams, they they kind of they don't match it. So you're still laughing about that Lord
1: Farquhar. Sorry, I'm still laughing about Lord Farquhar. (laughs) Don't you reckon he looks like Lord Farquhar? Yeah, no, he does. Now that you mention it, (laughs) that's why I'm like, yeah, he (laughs) is. Oh, sorry, mate. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the uh, second game on Saturday, uh, entertaining clash between the Raiders 34 over the Sharks 18. Yep. Very even contest early on with both teams showing some really good passages of play and utilising offloads. Canberra with the better of the field position, though, and a good first-up try to Jordan Ruppenor for some with some great work from uh, Corey Harawira-Naira. Yep. And a farcical high tackle penalised, and Jared Croker makes an eight-point try. I, I, I couldn't for the life of me figure out how that becomes an eight-point try. If that's an eight-point try, then we're going to see a lot of them.
0: He didn't even hit him in the head.
1: I know. Well,
0: even Jordan Rappanar didn't know what was going on.
1: Like, so, was just... so why did they choose to single that one out of I all the know. things that of all seen, the
0: tries that got scored that got scored this weekend that was the eight point try
1: absolutely uh, innocuous kind of incident it yeah just all of a sudden eight, yeah it's bizarre yeah anyway chn with some great footwork and uh, big running meters early in the half and the raiders offloads putting pressure on the sharks defense and the Raiders, with some ill discipline around the ruck, give the Sharks three six against. And Jesse Ramian, with a change of angle, scores next to the posts. The Sharks, with some tenacity and defense as well, manage to hold the Raiders out and become the unlikely leaders with a try to uh, Sione Katoa. And then Croker's third penalty goal of the night levels the scores at 12 all at half time. And uh, the young man, Xavier Stavage, uh, sets uh, Seabus alight in the uh, start of the second half with an evasive run, setting up Jack Whiten for a try. And then the Sharks hit back immediately with a try to the pre-Jack, yep. uh, following his customary over-the-top celebration. I think he had some family and friends in the crowd. They had, yeah. their, they had their Ronaldo shirts made up. Um, and he's blowing kisses to them and everything. So I, I didn't realize that the grand final had been decided at, at that point in time. But anyway... Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Raiders off- offload game and great runs from CHN and uh, Tarpany are causing havoc for the Sharks' defense, but the Raiders uh, are unable to convert to points. And then Starling caught short and Croker held up, and the Raiders continue to dominate the attack, but despite the Sharks' uh, general defense being poor, their goal line defense uh, continues to hold firm. And uh, Jack White showing his toughness, playing 30 minutes with a sternum injury that was causing him obvious discomfort. And with 20 minutes to go, he was forced to leave the field. Um, Hudson Young, uh, he grabbed a try from Raiders. Um, SJ racing out the line to shut down the play, leaving Young unmarked for a 20 meter run to the line. He did not have a good defensive game, Sean Johnson. No, he didn't. Um, no, he, he scored didn't. out a few times. That was the most glaring of them. And just when the Raiders looked like they were running out of. Um, Options with their kicking game. A pre-jack error of a Williams kick results in Xavier Savage scoring his first NRL try. And Talakai Sinbind um, after the try is scored. The Sharks trying to create something in the final minutes, and uh, Bubba Kennedy turns over in possession, and Semi Valame picks up the loose ball and runs 50 metres to score uh, for a pretty solid Canberra win. Yeah, Canberra were good, mate. I, I really thought
0: they. Um... Uh, Corey are how, how played the best game I've seen him play since he was back at the Panthers uh, mm-hmm. when he first burst on the scene a few years ago um, and, and Joe Tarpanay coming off the bench is just massive for them um, yeah I, I think the Raiders are, are going to go on a bit of a run here um, I think so too they, they've, yeah.
1: they've got it in them out of all yeah. the teams outside the eight are pushing for those final spots I'm pretty sure that they've got most of them covered
0: and it, it shows just how, how long a week is in rugby league. Cause you go back a couple of weeks and, you know, we'll putting shit on the Raiders because they couldn't finish a game. They couldn't score second half points, but now they're becoming, um, <coughs> yeah, they're, they're one of the, the team form teams that on the run home to the final So I I, just, I, I reckon they'll, they'll sneak into that top eight at some somewhere.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I can see yeah that.
0: Yeah. Which will be good. Um, Millie says, I reckon Rue secretly likes Ronaldo. He's like a schoolboy always taking down a schoolgirl on the playground because he likes her. No, he doesn't like Ronaldo. (laughs) I I
1: can assure you, he is not in my top 1,000 players of all time.
0: (laughs) Um, Or current, top 1,000 current players. There's only only 700 of them or something now. Um, The Storm 48 versus the Knights 4. This Storm team is just something that's incredibly special. It doesn't matter who plays and who doesn't play. Um, they're just, yeah, they just, they just, everyone knows their role. Everyone knows their job. They
1: just get the job done. They come off um, the production line and they're ready to go. They're like a T-800 model.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Welsh and Adokar both ruled it up prior to kickoff, uh, not backing up from origin. And, and the Knights lost um, Mitch Pearce uh, before kickoff. And Dan he was... Name to play, but he withdrew before kickoff, uh, which I kind of expected because he hadn't played. He had to withdraw from the origin as well. Um, handling errors from the Knights to start the game gives the Storm great field position, and Nico Hines with another try assist puts the brick. Justin Ollam over for the first try of the match. Um, Storm winger Dean Aramire bombs a try in the corner to relieve the pressure off Newcastle. Melbourne looking uncharacteristically flat in general play. However, uh, Jerome Hughes' line break results in a Cam Munster try. Uh, Newcastle with very little ball, trying to push their passes, turnover possession cheaply and the Storm tur- turned defence into attack, uh, which they do quite well with Warrior two four seven, George Jennings scoring in the right corner. Uh, the Storm lost their hardest worker, Dale Finucane, to a head knock. Um, getting his head in the wrong position, making a tackle. He's done that a couple of times now too. He's starting to make a history of it, um, similar to it could Wade. could become an issue.
1: Yeah, yeah like Wade,
0: Wade, Graham. Wade Graham. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Kalen Ponga hit high after passing the ball by Big Tui Kamakamitha, but no penalty given, and Ponga forced to leave the field for HIA. Jerome uh, Hughes scores off his own kick downfield with an awkward bounce, falling right into his into the hands of the Storm, oh, yeah. uh, putting the ball through the hands down that left edge. Olin puts a grubber in that's regathered by Nico Hines for another first half domination by the Melbourne Storm at thirty nil.
1: What about the um, shoey? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, the shoey, yeah.
0: Um, Melbourne open up their point score in the second half with a try to Remus Smith off uh, superb Jerome Hughes' break.
1: Isn't he playing well, Remus Smith and George Jennings?
0: Yeah, um, and Jerome Hughes too. Yes. You know, he's, he's really um, coming to his own now as a halfback.
1: But so yeah, Remus Smith and, and George Jennings like kind of fringe first graders, but they've yep. really found a home in that Melbourne backline, haven't they? Yeah, it makes
0: you wonder what how Nick Meany's going to go next year when he once he gets yeah. down there too.
1: Yeah, yeah right. Um, a
0: second try to George Jennings brings up another 40 points for the 11th time this season, with uh, 25 minutes still remaining. Uh, the Knights, with a rare opportunity in the storm half, managed to score in the corner with the Predator dotting down to avoid a scoreless night. Um, the HBK with a shaved head looking more like <laughs> yeah, HBK circa not, uh, 2000s rather than HBK 1990s. I was going to
1: say, Sands of the Flowing Locks.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, he took the field <laughs> to give the, the hectic cheese a well earned rest. Um, Jordan Grant, no relation to Harry Grant making his first grade debut for the Storm <laughs> in the last 20 minutes and, and Munster with another line break finds Ollum for his second try of the night. Uh, the Chiefs with the line break nearly gets the HPK over for a try but he's pulled down short of the line um, and the final, haircut, minutes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the final 10 minutes the final 10 minutes was a bit messy with some loose carries and handling errors but uh, by the Storm in scoring position but the Knights were just blind off the pot park by the um, by a, a red-hot Storm outfit. Um, again, as I said, up until last week when they scored 40 points, no team had ever scored 40 points more than nine times in a season. And the Storm have done – did it 10 times after 16 games, but basically they did it within 13. And and now they've added another one to that. So it's just phenomenal, that side. It's They're just freaks.
1: It's rare form. And you look at the plays they got missing as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I it's, know. Their, it's their comp to lose for sure. Um, yeah. Well, we touched we touched on our game earlier. It was the first game on Sunday. The second game, um, I hope Carl's within earshot because we're going to talk about the Tigers 42 over the Broncos 24. Broncos with Xavier Coates being rested after origin with Sarko getting a recall to first grade. Um, the Broncos promise, uh, lose, Sorry, promising... Young back rower T.C. Robati early in the game with a bad cork and replacing him, another promising back rower, Jordan Rickey. And the Broncos get early points through a Corey Oates-converted try in the corner there. And the Tigers, with poor execution and no intensity in their early sets, um, they eventually hit back with Luciano Leilua after some repeat sets. Adam Dewey uh, looking dangerous, being back in the number six position, which he said is uh, his his preferred position.
0: Oh, mate, absolutely.
1: Yeah, um, hand, handling errors from the Tigers after points, though, shift the momentum to the Broncos and they score through Jordan Ricky off, off a grubber kick. Now the Broncos bomb a certain try with Tess. Oh, this was ridiculous! This is right in front of us. Um, t- certain try Tessy knew not put, not passing to an unmarked Tony Stags. Oh mate, that was ridiculous. Uh, and, and the Tigers shift the momentum back in their favour through defence and with Broncos errors, and both teams go set for set a good portion of the half and both teams showing some flair and creativity um adam dewey fires a 20 meter rocket pass finds an unmarked nofaluma on the right edge who scores his 85th career try absolute uh try freak this guy yeah Uh, making him the west tigers highest ever try scorer seems to have been around for a long time but he's always scoring like no matter how how the tigers are going he's always getting pies in the corner isn't he yeah um so the Broncos with all the momentum in the final minutes of the half capitalise on sustained pressure, um, built off Payne Haas, uh, put Flegler over under the posts uh, for 18-10 halftime lead. And then the Tigers come out absolutely fired up for the second half and they score back-to-back tries in consecutive sets. So the first to Dane Laurie and then Tommy Talau to lead 2018 10 minutes into the second half there. And the, but the Broncos do respond immediately with a try to Katoni Staggs and then Tommy Talau with his second Edge the Tigers ahead again. so a bit of a seesawing affair. Um, both teams trading set for set. It was a highly entertaining game. That and, was great. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Both teams prepared to use the ball, which made made it even more entertaining. And the Broncos get a try to a Sarko. However, the try is denied due to obstruction. And then a mistake off a Luke, Brick, uh, Bricks. Luke, Bricks. <laughs> Luke Brooks bomb gives the Tigers a repeat set on the Broncos line and North Loomer scores of a Dewey kick that has no less than four Broncos trying to kill the ball. This absolute comedy of errors, this that one, wasn't was That
0: was a bizarre one, it mate. It was yeah. worse
1: than the Ed Cossie RTS. I was going to say, it, know, was it was like was... they had four Ed Cossies out yeah, there. <laughs> Cossi. All having air swings. Wasn't that, wasn't that just a comedy of errors? I can't believe that. Like, no one could even get a boot or a hand to it. No. Um, and finally, Noffo, like I think, accidentally fell on it <laughs> and finally scored a try. Next set, our, our mate Kenny Mamalo flies high above Asako to take a Luke Brooks bomb, set up a try for former Warriors uh, lower grader Junior Polga yep. on debut, and the Broncos with a penalty on the kickoff continue the momentum shift towards the Tigers and the Sherman tank, big Stefano, Uto Otu... Utukamano, sorry, that's right, um, crashes over close to the post, hard to stop a big unit. Yeah and secure a very good win for the tigers. It was uh, a <laughs>
0: It was a great win for the tigers mate. Um, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh unfortunately for us that that win by the tigers had them jump us on the on the ladder so they, they moved up to the uh prime spot of 13th. Yeah baby. And um <laughs> we dropped down to the uh highly sought after 14th spot on the ladder. <laughs> uh but yeah no, it was, a, it was a great win by the tigers. Um it's always a hard watch watching the Tigers play when um, I'm sitting with Carl because um, it, it's he goes through so many emotions in in that 80 minute period. <laughs> um, it's uh, there's a lot of swearing, then there's a lot of kissing on his uh, on his arms where he's got West Tigers written. Oh, and, all right, yep, yeah, yeah, uh, kissing the the logo on his jersey. Then there's some crying. Uh, so yeah, it's always it's always a good. It's a, oh, it's, it's, incidentally, it's, did you watch that um, Tiger Town documentary?
1: I did. How good was it?
0: So sensational. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. Um, I really loved the uh, just how raw uh, it was with you know the stuff in the dressing room and um, you know yeah, magic the dressing the theme the before, during, and after a game, and um, him in the in the coach's box as well. Uh, yeah, it was... Um, I'm stop really looking game. forward to the, the next game. episode of that, yeah. Stop the game. Yeah, stop, stop, <laughs> stop the game. Stop the game. Fucking stop
1: the game! Do you reckon he wants the game stopped? I thought he did. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Uh, and the final game to round out
0: the, the weekend was the Rabbits 32 versus Bulldogs 24. I thought I thought this was a really good game of footy from the Bulldogs. Um, and I thought they were, they were unlucky that they, they didn't get this one. Uh, Latrell... Mitchell was rested after Origin, and, and young Blake Taff coming in at fullback. Blake Taff has a little bit of Rhys Walsh about him.
1: Yeah?
0: Oh, mate. Yeah. He, he looked like Reese Walsh in a, in a Rabideaus jersey. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, he was a, he was a live wire. He, um, he was quite, quite good.
1: Um, only, there's only one golden child, though.
0: I know. I know there is. Um, and Big Jade Knockenball made his uh, long way to return for the Bulldogs to give them some size in their back line. Uh, South with all the momentum in the opening stage of the match going close to scoring off their early sets. Um, first Adam Reynolds going close and then Tane Mill losing control over the line. Uh, South continued to control the tempo of the match and have all the possession and field position and the sustained pressure sees uh, Tane Mill scored the first try of the match in the corner. Uh, Bulldogs with too many errors, turnover possession and South capitalized with an Alex Johnson try. It's um, you know, there's a guy that's struggling to score tries, isn't
1: there? Yeah, no, he just can't find his way to line. Uh,
0: <laughs> South Clinical in their sets, getting to the kick and forcing repeat sets, but they bomb another try with Jaden and sewer and knocking on in the act of scoring. Uh, the Rabbits lose both Liam Knight and the serial killer, Campbell Graham, to injury. <laughs> um, the Bulldogs hit back with a try to Aaron shoot from a BBO Bailey Biondo Odo scoop from dummy half. Um then become unlikely leaders just before halftime with a try to Corey Allen and, and a sideline conversion from Jake Averillo.
1: Yeah, um, Slots it.
0: Yeah, bizarre scenes at halftime when oh. uh, Lachlan Lewis grabbed Agro Walker and uh, threw him to the ground after the halftime siren uh, and he copped 10 minutes in the sin bin. Apparently, um, Walker said to Lachlan Lewis, will not you go back to reserve grade? So um, I've seen, I've heard worse sledges. I
1: definitely uh, have heard worse sledges. I've copped worse sledges than that.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I do believe that that 10-minute period that he was
1: in the bin and the, the
0: Bulldogs were down to 12 men probably cost the Bulldogs a game. Yeah. Um, they started the second half under pressure with a man down. Sal set up play to the left edge, and Alex Johnson gets his second try of the match. It's his sixth game in succession where he scored at least two tries. It's just a, a phenomenal record. Why um, not this week? No. he uh, Unfortunately, or fortunately for us, he injured his hand and he was forced from the field. Um, the Bulldogs are standing the pressure with Mountain man down and off the back of a 40-20, the Bulldogs are able to score a try to the big man, Jaden Alkenbaugh, uh, to level up the scores. The Rabbits again start to control the possession and a nicely weighted Cody Walker kick is chased down by Jacob Host for a try. Uh, a mistake by Nick Meaney from an Adam Reynolds bomb and the Rabbitohs regather and shift the ball to Cam Murray, who scores right in the corner. And then a mistake from Jacob Host sees the ball end up in the hands of um, BBO, who runs away untouched to score his first NRL try, which was uh, a great thing for him. Yes. At 28-24 uh, 20, down, true to form, Jack Hetherington with a high tackle. No, surely not. Uh, it's put on report, relieves the pressure uh, the Bulldogs were building. South with a left-side raid and uh, Todd Payton's love child, Mark Nichols, <laughs> uh, scores backing up on the inside. Um yeah, uh, and the bulldogs throw everything at the rabbits in the final minutes, but uh, South's defence holds firm and Souths run the clock down for a hard fought 32-24 win. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I felt sorry for the bulldogs. Um, I, I I thought they worked really hard to to get that win, and um, yeah, just a, a few things. They're,
1: they're trying hard, and you can never you can never deny their effort. Uh, <laughs> no. just as you said. That crucial brain snap on half time probably yeah. was the difference there. and they're, they're competing hard in a lot of these games, and they're, they're probably going to pick up a few more wins before the season's up, just hopefully yeah. not against us. Well,
0: that's the thing. We've got them coming up, haven't we? Yeah.
1: What is the worst sledge that you've ever
0: copped on the field hammer and the best?
1: I can't remember. It's been that long since I played. You can't remember or repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember.
0: Um, I didn't hear a lot of sledges. I was too busy running tries in, you know. So yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. they couldn't
1: catch they, they couldn't catch you today, a sledge, you. So that's right. That's
0: exactly right.
1: Um, set of rants. set of rants. Six, mate. Yeah, set, of yeah. rant, set
0: of six. What do we got first up?
1: I'm gonna kick it off with the uh, the Queensland government backflip. So the oh, families yeah? Of all yeah families of all 13 NRL teams relocated to God's Country, southeast Queensland. Had been denied entry into Queensland in a statement released by the government on Thursday night. Um, teams all arrived in, in Queensland last Wednesday, but families were supposed to join them on Saturday. And on Thursday, the Queensland government actually backflipped on the original plan, and cited you know the uncertainty of the whole COVID situation and the need to have um, all the hotel staff tested as the catalyst for their decision. And it sounds all too familiar. Um, to the Warriors situation last year when they were you know, initially told that family uh, were able to come over and join them in Australia, only for that to be denied by the government uh, later on. And that resulted in four of the players breaking camp and returning back to NZ, as we, as we know. Yeah. Um, is this a case of the NRL promising something that had not been finalized and confirmed? Or is it the case of the Queensland government um, realizing the magnitude of what they had promised uh, sort of overpromised there and the logistics of it all was you know, probably a bit larger than they had initially anticipated, who knows but um, the Queensland government have asked for a detailed plan from the NRL to ensure no Queenslander is at risk from the mass influx of families into the Sunshine State and the Queensland government finally have approved the move, uh, late on Monday evening it was, so they'll be yeah. heading into Queensland to do their 14 day isolation there's
0: still no um, decision on when it'll happen though. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so the thing is, all the teams are in three hotels on the Gold Coast. Their families are going to be in other hotels on the Gold Coast and they're going to be in, in, like obviously, locked down for 14 days mm. before they're all able to move within the community freely. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it is a big move, Um it's a, it's you know it's a massive um, uh, move for you know getting all those people up there on charter flights and into um, southeast lo- Queensland. The
1: logistics of it all. Yeah, it's man. just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, and this you know, go they, on for eight weeks. Well, what people don't realise to too forward. is, um,
0: yeah. on the news, is like people who have got weddings booked and stuff like that, who have yep. been forced out of those venues and those hotels, and mm. you know. It's, um yeah, it's kind of impacting on a lot of people outside of rugby league as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, interesting to see, um, see what happened, what happens. Uh, mate, I'm, I'm going to talk about the uh, Gus Gould situation. Gus Gould, yeah. go on. Um, So he was released from his role at the Warriors due to COVID uh, and he signed on as a general manager of football at the Bulldogs. So what does this mean for the Warriors pathways and development programs? So Gus said in a statement that he's committed to the Pathways and Development, and he's told the Warriors he's there whenever they need him, and the Bulldogs have said that they have no problem with Gus helping the Warriors with the Pathways and Development program. However, um, the Bulldogs is now his employer. Uh, So that's basically the Bulldogs is like his wife, and the Warriors are now his best mate, uh, that he'll help whenever he can, so long as it's okay with his wife. So that's the way I read it um there's going to be conflicts of interest for sure uh to arise at some point and and the thing that concerns me now is um like they've got the framework for these uh for the pathways programs in place now and they've appointed a head of the academy um but what's to stop him from coming into new zealand now and you know uh
1: yeah, saying I've had a good look at what they got over there. Yeah, the first hand. So yeah. undermining
0: just, uh, what he's setting up for the Warriors and, and doing something for the Bulldogs.
1: I, I just can't see how he's going to do both roles. How, if it, a general manager of football the Bulldogs is going to be like an absolute full time role? Absolutely. How is he actually going to have time to continue on the work that he started with the Warriors? And as you said, a conflict of interest. I can't. I can't imagine that the Bulldogs would. Oh. Don't get me wrong. Allow
0: him. No, I don't begrudge him taking the role because he, yeah, yeah, with The COVID right. situation, he can't get back to New Zealand to fulfill the role that he can't he really do what he was supposed no. to be doing. No. Uh, and that was the discussion that he had with Robbo and Cameron George. Um, so, you know, they all came to the agreement that, yeah, okay, this is in the best interest of, of the club and and Phil. Uh, and he was able to take up this position, which in, um, in coincidentally was sort of first came up. Around Magic Round, there was talk yes, around Magic was Round. Announced.
1: Wasn't there? Yeah, they, he he announced on Twitter or something that he had received uh, an approach from the Bulldogs, sort of yeah. sounding him out. But at the time, he said he was committed to the Warriors. Yeah, um, yeah. no, I wasn't a
0: Sledger, Nick. I'm such a nice guy. I, I didn't need to. Um, uh, smiling assassin. The, yeah, the big one. I didn't need to. I didn't see the point in it. The, the guys at Sledge are the ones that yeah, you know they're. They try to get under your skin, and and you can get under their skin. And mate, nah, I just found the easiest way to deal with a sledger was to run my next hit up at him and uh, run over the
1: top of him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Too true. Yep. Let's let's get let's move on to refereeing inconsistencies. Um, so obviously, games in the early part of the season were decided by obvious refereeing decisions, with high tackles penalised and players sent to the sin bin. And as we all know, magic round, we saw 17 players sin bin for high shot infringements. And those decisions had impacts and ramifications on those games. So we're now eight weeks post magic round. And it seems that the crackdown, the high shots has pretty much ended because high shots are, uh, are now penalty sufficient or deemed okay. Um, Soft was comfortably being penalized and sin bin. Yeah. So the, the consistency played a role in the results in the past few weeks. Sorry, the inconsistency played a result of the uh, in the past few weeks, but just as it did those weeks when multiple sin bins were issued. So what's changed? You got to yeah. ask. I mean, the, these crackdowns they bring in so quickly changes the landscape of the game from Magic Round and then the ensuing weeks, and then just as quickly they stop being enforced. So it's it impacted Victor Radley, who surely would have played Origin had he not been um, done for those series. Absolutely. Of- yeah, he um, tackles against the Broncos that night.
0: Yeah, it, it it's just, it's baffling to me how, um, you know, we go, you know, that, that round we had those 17 players all sin binned and the following round, I think it was 13. Um, and then it's slowly just, you know, um, players getting hit in the head and, and nothing's getting done. It's penalty sufficient uh, until it's one of our players that does it. And then, you know, you'll find that there's something... Yeah, it's just yeah. I, you wait, Jazz
1: or Josh Curran get yeah. Gets up a little bit higher. i like, oh yeah, you will go on ten. So
0: people were critical of the of um, when he brought it in at the time that he bought it in. He said, you know, everyone said it's something that should be bought in at the beginning of a season or end of a season. But we see it every year. There's always one rule that they pick on that they go gangbusters on for a few weeks and then nothing. Uh, my pet one now is the play the ball. The amount of guys that you know they got to get a foot on the play. Well, the, the amount yeah, of guys they don't, they that don't—they don't, just roll it tunnel yeah. ball stuff. Yep. Yeah, they don't get a thing. Uh, the other one that I used to hate was guys not facing square when they play the ball. You you see yep. guys stand up and they're almost facing side on as they play the ball. It's
1: basic stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, but they're not getting picked up. You know, they don't get adjudicated on, and they're within the, the framework of the rules. Um, yeah, the NRL don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, and you know um, there's. You know, I, I remember when we were at Magic Round, I think it was uh, the Broncos lost uh, two players into the sin bin. Yes. And then Manly just ran riot in that game. They
1: were down, uh, down to 11.
0: Yeah, they were down yeah. to 11 men, you know. And That's I mean, those wild. kind of those kind of things impacted on the result of the game. I'm not saying the Broncos would have won, but you know, Manly might not have put 50 on them and blown them off mm. the park. Um, and it happened in every game in Magic Round, except ours. The only game there was no sin bin was the Warriors-Parramatta game and Mitch Moses jumped off the ground and, and hit Roger around the head and nothing was done about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it is. it is. There's too many refereeing inconsistencies. And that's why uh, I've always, like, I know they have a hard job, the refs, but the inconsistency from game to game and week to week is um, what pisses me off in results of games. So that's just my rant. Uh, Mate, I want to move on to the captain debate. Yes. Um, So who becomes our captain uh, next season when RTS departs? Now, the obvious choice is obviously Torhu Harris. Um, But is he the right captain for our team? Uh, Take nothing away from Torhu. RTS's captain has never been a massive talker. He's, He's not the type of captain who is always in the rest face. Like a Cam Smith or a DCE or a Paul Gallen or, you know, Jeff Tuvey, those kind of guys. He's more of a, you know, follow me, boys, I'll lead the way type of captain, leads by example, um, which works for a team with an experienced roster. But I've, I've, you know, I'm not knocking RTS and his captaining abilities, but even this year, um, you know, there's been a couple of instances where he's just hasn't been vocal enough. Uh, you know, for us, we need a captain that's constantly asking the referees questions, um, you know, which helps in those. 50-50 calls that always go against us. Um, our most successful period in in club history was when we had um, Steve Price as our captain. Yes. Um, who the referees hated because he was always in their faces, but they respected him um, because of his standing in the game. I can't see Tohu being that type of captain that uh, is in the ref's faces and asking the questions and stuff like that. I see him as a similar captain to Roger Tuavasa, Tuavasa shek So for me, uh, the question is: Who in our roster? And you know, open it up. Who do you guys think? Um, I, who in our roster would make it for next season would make a good captain that, through the constant chatter, will put the referees under pressure to actually give us a fair shot in refereeing decisions. I have my thoughts.
1: I I have I have my thoughts as well. Um, This will probably be a bit of a controversial. Comment, but I think Matt Lodge,
0: mate. I've got Matt Lodge written right here. Yeah, uh, I, I said I've even got written. It may be the unpopular vote, but I like Matt Lodge as a captain. I think he's yeah. a natural leader. Um, I've seen how he's he's come into that squad and and just taken on a, a leadership role in the past in two the games.
1: Players, yep. yeah, highly vocal. I think you and you mentioned Steve Price before. I think he can be the Steve Price style of captain. He yep. can like he leads by example. He's got yep. that. He's a talker and he wouldn't be afraid to go and challenge um, the referee or question the referee, that kind of thing. Uh, I know AFB has been named captain this week, but I, I question whether he would have such a level headed approach. Yeah. That's the only thing that I would bring up there. Otherwise he would be good as well.
0: Who's that AFB AFB.
1: I think, yeah, I think yeah. goes, well, just, I just not sure if he's as level headed as someone like lodge.
0: No. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Matt Lodge was on the radar to be the Broncos captain, but it was the old PR. boys and the members yeah. that you know. Oh, what, but what he did overseas, that was six years ago. Yeah, like he's, paid, that's, for his- he's yeah. paid his dues. He's 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 actually paid. You know, his his fines and stuff like that. He's moved on. Why can't anybody else move on? Um, you know, he's come here for a fresh start. I I think he'd be an ideal captain, and he's probably the most. Uh, the only other one I thought of was probably Wade Egan, um, being an 80 minute oh, yeah. player and being out on the field and and being in that middle and, and stuff like that. Um, so even now, like with Roger playing on the wing, he's too far away from the action. Um, you know, to, he's got to run
1: all the way yeah. in, to have a chat, and then run all the way back out. Yep. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know about Sean Johnson. People are saying, uh, Sean Johnson. Uh, you've got to
1: ask yourself why he was never considered captain all those years that he was at the Warriors previously. I think,
0: think Sean coming back, he just needs to play his role. I don't think he needs the added he pressure. The extra he's gonna have enough pressure on him now coming back into the club after a three-year hiatus at the um at the sharks. Uh which is probably a good thing for him because he's coming back. Uh, having spent three years away. So people aren't going to compare him to the, you know, the 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018.
1: stepping Yeah. yeah, highly unreal player.
0: Uh, And I I just think the added pressure of captaincy on his shoulders wouldn't be um, conducive for him getting the best out of him every week. Uh, Because even Roger struggled when he first took on the captaincy because he was more worried about being captain than he was about his game. And and it was Mooks that pulled him aside and said, well, mate, just keep playing your game. You Know that, like, just that's how you're the captain, you got the captaincy because of the game you play. So, yeah, um, yeah, uh, I think, um, SJ should be in the leadership group. I think Wade, well, Wade Egan is in the leadership group, yeah, um, and I, uh, Fenua Blake, Ellie Catoa is in Ellie the leadership Likata, group, uh,
1: Wade Egan, yeah, I think was as well, yeah, uh, and Ken was in Ken it, Ken was, yeah, yeah.
0: But um, yeah, that's just my thoughts. I think Matt Lodge would make a fantastic captain. It's you know something we've got to start considering, um, yep. moving forward into next season. Yeah, agreed. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I want to moving on to the next set. I want to talk about the milf. Let's talk. Love about milfs. MILF. Yep. Yeah, I'm a big fan of milfs. Who's exactly? Who? <laughs> who but who's going to take the milf? Oh, the which milf? Oh, the milf. The milf. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not 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 <laughs> Stifler's mum, but no. uh, the milf. Uh, high profile Bronco Anthony Milf- Milford <laughs> has been on a roller, coaster se- season, a roller coaster this season, to say yeah. the least. Uh, named and dropped from the first grade side continuously in and out of the team playing um, Queensland Cup. It was first thought that Walters would be the man to resurrect his career. Hasn't been the case. Um, Walters was the halves coach of the Broncos when they were denied a premiership back in 2015 by a obviously famously a Michael Morgan flick pass. And Milford was like literally seconds away from getting that Clive Churchill medal. Yeah. Had they hung on for that last four seconds. Um, a lot's happened since then. And Milford's star has continued to plummet uh, to the point that new Broncos CEO Ben Eichen literally just cut him loose from the roster and his first order of business nearly three weeks ago. Parramatta have emerged um, as a likely home for the Milth. Um, last weekend, when it was confirmed that he was offered a bargain basement price and he was in talks with the Eels. Now, no less than three other unnamed clubs interesting, they're all unnamed, yeah. Clubs are in the hunt to sign the fallen star. The Dragon Sharks and Raiders are the rumored clubs, um, and the Bulldogs are monitoring the discussions as well. So, the Dragons aren't re signing Corey Norman, but do have Adam Clune on their books. Um, and then the Sharks have signed Nico Hines to play in the halves. And with both uh, Chaddy Townsend and Sean Johnson leaving, both Trindle and Tracy could also fill that void. Yeah, yeah, they could. And then, yeah, the Raiders are on the lookout for half, but have already turned down Ash Taylor, who was shopped to them last week. The Bulldogs have Burton and uh, Avarillo there for next season and has been um, constant in their rotating, rotation of their halves pairings for the last 12 months as well. So where to for the MILF? Well, it's there's a there's there.
0: another. So Parramatta have now come out and said they're not interested in signing Anthony Milford, which I I find a bit strange considering now they've got um, young Mitch Moses uh, not playing, and, and the MILF would be a great 14, just sitting fitting into that
1: that I mean, yeah, um, tired forwards and yeah everything. yeah using his his speed and footwork.
0: Yep. Because uh, he, he needs to be in a in an environment where he's not the main playmaker, and he, he needs can just, a steady hand. Yeah, he
1: needs a good foil.
0: Yeah. Um. Interestingly enough, Wayne Bennett's come out and said that, um, he'll sign him to the Rabbitohs for next year. But Wayne's not at the Rabbitohs next year, so I don't know what games <laughs> Wayne <showing>. Bennett's playing.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, we will give you another million to come to the Rabbitohs in a ten-year deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he seriously needs to regain his mojo the milf dead set hasn't played well for about five years now no probably no. since that um that 2015 grand final he hasn't really played his best well that's before. it yeah and and like
0: you said he was he was seconds away from you know being in uh, rugby league folklore as a um churchill Churchill medalist, churchill medalist uh, and then yeah nothing um so yeah, it's a
1: massive fall from grace. Massive. Yeah, it is. It is. Um.
0: Yeah. Uh. On the other one that you mentioned there, uh, the Raiders with Ash Taylor. Ash Taylor was shopped to the Raiders last week, and um, they said thanks, but no thanks.
1: They reckon he's. They reckon he's got no suitors for next no,
0: year. No. Uh. He's basically going to have to go to the English Super League. their own um, Yeah. He'll pick up a gig there, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, he, he, he yeah. definitely will. But uh, it's, a, it's another massive fall from grace. Oh, yeah. What about the, uh, did you hear the story during the week that the Tigers, Was the Tigers CEO ringing up, Cam, uh, ringing up Ricky Stewart and saying, I'll swap you, Moses, bye, uh, mid- and Luke Brooks for... Um, oh, was it for the two of them? Yeah, yeah. It was apparently bye and Luke I Brooks thought- f- for Whiten and uh, Hodgson. I well, thought it was one. only.
0: I thought it was. I didn't realize uh, Mbai was part of it. I thought it was a a two for one deal. Like you get, we'll give you Brooks, and you give us two players. And I didn't know who the two players were because Moses Mbai is on the verge of signing for the Dragons. They okay. reckon. But yes, I did hear that story about a two for one. Mitch, uh, Luke Brooks.
1: I, um, I can't believe that Mbai is on eight hundred or nine hundred. Is it? Because he had yeah. that ridiculously back-ended contract at the yeah. Bulldogs, didn't he? They yeah. panicked and just threw the checkbook at him. Mate, that'll be an interesting set of six topic
0: next week is the um, the million-dollar men in the NRL. Yeah. Uh, who's living up to their their actual price tag? Because there's not many on that million-dollar contract.
1: I doubt there's... I doubt. I reckon about 80% of them are like less than half of that.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, what contributes more to Milf's decreased output, the Brisbane playing environment or the Milf himself? I don't think he's a half. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Milford at Canberra a as a fullback was was dynamic when he played fullback. Uh, he wanted to play in the halves. And then Wayne Bennett brought him to Brisbane and, yeah, played him in the halves because that's where he wanted to play. And uh, I, I don't think he was ever a half.
1: No. Um, uh-huh. No, that that's just my opinion as we've said he needs if he's going to play half he needs to be in a stable environment where he's got a guy beside him calling the shots and managing the flow of the game while he goes in and works his magic
0: <laughs> uh, Rob- robbie rose says a bit off topic but thoughts on the nba champions boys would love an episode where you talk about other sports yeah i uh, could be Mate, you should have tuned in last night. We had an episode where people could ask us any question they wanted. We Did an hour and a half of it. You could yeah, ask yeah, us we anything had about anything. Last
1: night, yeah. Well, while well, well, you mentioned it, congratulations to the Bucks. It's great to see uh, an unheralded uh, franchise winning a championship. They built, as I said last night, they they added nicely to their squad, and they were too strong for the, the young Phoenix Suns and Giannis and Tenti Tokompo. Uh, getting the MVP, well deserved. Great player, the Greek freak, and um, yeah, well done to the Bucks.
0: Yeah. Uh, last thing for the Ask Us Anything Week segment. Yeah, you can. Yeah, we can do that. Easy. I mean, people can ask us anything. Anyway, we we read out in the comments, so yeah, I'm happy with that. Yep. Uh, the last thing, the NRLW confirmed to go ahead. So, fresh off the heels of our discussion last week about the NRLW 2021 competition. Uh, NRL head of football Graham Annesley announced uh, yesterday that the competition will go ahead, um, although discussions are ongoing regarding the COVID landscape. So, players were due to begin preseason training at their NRLW clubs last week, but the recent COVID-19 outbreak in Sydney has caused a significant delay across the game. Um, so, the the Titans and the, um, the Titans and the Broncos, who could have started training. Uh, haven't started training in uh, fairness to the other sides based in Sydney um, the NRL met with uh, leading players, clubs in the RLP last week to discuss the immediate future of staging um, the season um, with Anensley adamant the competition would be, comp- that will go ahead this year mm-hmm. but a delayed start to the competition or a condensed season with short turnarounds are among the options the NRL are considering uh, so they'll, they'll floated to play it on a one weekend type of sevens type tournament they've said no that's not going to happen but they may play uh, like midweek games the thing with the NRLW is because they're not full time players they can't afford for them to which this is what amazes me they can't afford for them to all go into lockdown and give up their jobs and so forth for the competition so they can't do the same thing as they've done for the NRL yet they did for the Warriors last year so they expected the Warriors to do it last year so all those girls in the Warriors Team last year effectively gave up their work and family commitments for two months because they were placed in a bubble in Manly. Um, but yeah, the NRL are saying they're not going to do that this year. So uh, whether the the season goes ahead up in southeast Queensland, uh, I don't know if that's feasible considering all these girls that live in Sydney that will play for Parramatta, the Roosters, the Dragons. And then you've got the team from Newcastle, the Knights as well, who all have full-time jobs or study commitments, um, can't go into lockdown, going to have to travel in and travel out for work, uh, for the games. It's going to be interesting. So I don't know how it's going to go ahead, mm. but they're saying that it will go ahead um, next season. What? what it, sorry, mate. I'm just reading comments. Um, thoughts on the rumoured Warriors heritage... Yellow jersey next season, Rob. Is that basketball? What?
1: Warriors. Yeah, jersey. Who asked that? they're already, they're uh, Robbie Reyes. Of course.
0: Yeah. They're yeah. already, don't they already wear yellow, the Golden State Warriors?
1: Yeah, they do. They're yellow and blue.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh. I don't
1: know what you're asking
0: there. Um, okay. Okay. Let's move on to round 19, mate. Yeah. Right?
1: So, the team named to take on the Rabbitohs at Sunshine Coast Stadium, we've got Reese Walsh at fullback, Dylan Watani zelezniak and Hectic Montoya on the wings. Pompey returning to first grade uh, in the centres alongside Ewan Aitken. Cody Nikorima back to the starting lineup with Chad Townsend, uh, named at halfback. Adam fenua Blake and Matt Lodge, that potent front row combination. Our uh, mate Jazz in at hooker. Um, and then we've got the merchandise and Bailey Siren in the second row, Josh Curran at lock. On the bench, number 14, Taniella Otacolo, Elisi Kotoa, Bantia Foa, and Leeson Armau. And then the extended reserves, we've got Kane Evans, Edward Cozy, Sean O'Sullivan, and Ben Murdoch-Micella.
0: Yeah. Um, not a bad team, considering, mm. you know, Harris is out for the season with that ACL. Egan out for the season with that shoulder. RTS rested due to HIA and very out indefinitely with a hamstring injury. I... um. I don't mind this lineup. Um
1: yeah, it's a good looking lineup on paper for sure. I, yeah. I still think there might be a few changes there.
0: Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping one of those changes is not uh Otacolo falling off that reserves bench and going, you know, either eighteenth man or or Surely missing out. Not. All, I think altogether
1: without a, without a recognized hooker there, he needs to be on the bench. Oh, I think he
0: needs to there. too. Um Ben Murdoch Mitchell. That's is an interesting one, isn't he? That's that's two games he now hasn't played, and um, on yeah, the extended what's bench. going on there? Yeah, on the extended bench this time round. So well, maybe he's been, thinking, I don't know if yeah. anyone watches his social media and that. He did get an awful haircut this week, so maybe he's been punished for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, mate, uh, against South. Uh, we will go through the, the rundown a bit later for South Sydney. But, yeah. um, mate, if we, if we put in an effort uh, like we did last week, especially that defensive effort we put in under the pump, uh, I think we're a good chance of, of getting the, the chocolates against the Rabbits. Um, yeah, I've,
1: I think so too. If we, can, if we can recapture that spirit and commitment yeah. that we showed. Yeah, we need to get that. Remember last year, the, the word we kept using was
0: that resilience. Resilience. Yeah, we need to get that resilience back. And and those two bookends that we have in um, AFB and Matty Lodge uh, are really leading the way well for us at the moment. Um, exactly. And we That's just need the key. other guys to yeah, to jump on. Um, interestingly enough, like uh, Bailey siren and I was a massive uh, fan of Bailey's coming on to the – at the beginning of the year, I said he was a a good signing and he was going to be the guy. He's been a little bit disappointing of late. Um, Yeah, I agree. I I know on the weekend he got moved into the halves, so he wasn't playing on an edge uh, like he normally does. So um, uh, I think he really needs to start stepping up a little bit.
1: Um, Get a bit more involved. I feel like he goes missing a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see the merch back, but the merch want to have a better game than he did the last game he played uh, yes. with those three very crucial handling errors early on when he came on the field.
1: Hopefully the merchandise has been restocked. Yes, yeah.
0: absolutely. Oh, I like
1: that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Shall we uh, go through some of the other games that we've got this weekend?
0: Why not, mate? Why
1: not? Thursday night at Seabus Super Stadium on the GC, we've got the Eels and the Raiders. Eels, Tom, Tom Opechich. Out injured, replacing the centers by Will Penny. Yeah, they reckon
0: uh, that this kid is um, like a kid of the future. Uh, big raps on him and that. Um, I can already see a nickname I'm going to have for him. <laughs>
1: I can see that too. <laughs> Will,
0: Will the penis Penisini <laughs> uh, Oh,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> Mitch Mays is still injured um, and yep. Jake Arthur named to uh, named at halfback. Uh, yep. Always helps when you're the coach's son. Um, yeah. Blake, Ferg- Blake Fergalicious makes yep. his return to first grade being named on the wing and Hayes Dunster back to the extended bench. Uh, for the Raiders, Xavier Savage out injured and Jordan Ruppen I named at fullback. Um, Harley Smith Shields named on the wing. Matt Tomoko named on the bench and Ryan James moving back to the extended bench. Uh I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I think the Eels may have just a bit too much class. Uh, for I'm going to pick the Eels in a close one. Yeah, I've
0: picked the Eels in a close one, but I wouldn't be surprised if that forward pack of the Raiders mm. uh, gets them home. They're, they're, the only thing that I don't like about the Raiders is their halves. Uh, mm. Sam Williams at halfback. And I don't... Actually, I don't even know... Uh,
1: what
0: um, I don't even know if Jack White has been named this week
1: mm.
0: because of his sternum injury from yeah, last week. Yeah, so say,
1: yeah. he's he's a big out. Uh, yeah, big if is, he if he is he out, is but yeah, I out, think
0: yeah. I think Parramatta will just have a little bit too much class uh, mm. on their run into the semis. Yeah. Uh, Friday night going first game. Friday night is Sunshine Coast Stadium. We have got the Roosters versus the Knights. Uh, for the Roosters, um, James Tedesco named to return at fullback. Joey Manu moves back uh, to the centres. Uh, Billy Smith retains his spot with Josh Morris. Uh, I put rested, but he's actually been dropped to the extended Interesting, bench. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah for form. Uh, and that's one thing I like about Robbo is he's not afraid to make those big calls. Big call. Yeah. He's done it before in the past. Yeah. Um, last year, he did it with the Scarecrow. He kept dropping the Scarecrow. <laughs> um, Siwa Taukiaho, uh, the big uh, TKO into return on the bench, uh, which forces the quarterback Fletcher Baker back to the extended <laughs> bench, and uh, Lord Farquhar
1: Nebraska. <laughs>
0: yeah, Lord Farquhar will be na- taking place uh, <laughs> in the lineup <laughs> for the Roosters uh, for the Knights. It's got uh, Phoenix Crossland returning his spot a halfback for the injured Mitch Pierce. Daniel Saifidi returns from injury to partner his brother Jacob in the front row. Connor Watson named it lock for Lachlan Fitzgibbon, who's been dropped to the extended bench.
1: Um, Oh, he's not playing us, so he's not going to have a big game.
0: Although I think Jared Cunningham said that um, Kalen Ponga has been moved to 5'8 this week. It's not in the team list at the moment. He might have some late mail, and that would probably mean that the sex toy comes back in at uh, fullback.
1: Sex toy gets a reprieve. Yeah. Regardless,
0: I'm picking the Roosters 13+. plus.
1: Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, I think this will be closer than we think. Uh, I'll, I'll go Roost as well, but but one to twelve probably. Um, interesting. Just on you mentioned Caelan Ponga, there was talk that he's about to re-sign with the Knights on a big uh, long-term contract. Yeah. They say that he his future is in the halves.
0: Oh, really? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. There was mentioned that with the idea so he's of given up him back to the halves
0: because they're talking about a ten-year contract, aren't they? More, which would, that which seems would to
1: be the buzz contract at the moment, doesn't it? Which would end
0: his hopes of ever playing for the All Blacks.
1: Well, yes. Well, how old is he now? He's early 20s.
0: Yeah. He's no, not going to switch at 30, mate.
1: No, no. I mean, RTS is probably a little bit late in his switch as well. Be fair, it's oh, he said. Okay, out. Jared says I missed that report. Said
0: they might play pong at five eight in the future. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. Uh, so that might be the what I was reading as well. That's everyone,
0: don't the... get excited. All sex toys will be not uh, <laughs> will not feature in the nights this weekend.
1: Kept in the draw. they will be kept in the
0: draw for, <laughs> week. The draw <laughs> for another week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, following this game, we have the Cowboys versus the Storm at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, the second second Friday night game.
0: There will be changes um, to this though. There will be. yeah.
1: Uh, the Hammer, once again named at fullback. But that, Bradley, that will happen. <laughs> the Hammer will not be at fullback after no. his... Uh, I was about to say his ruptured spleen, his burst appendix. Burst appendix. Yeah. Burst appendix, sorry. So he will not be named at fullback. Um, Kane Bradley, named on the wing. Uh, Helam Lukey, back on the bench for Peter Holler. And no other changes by Toddy Payton. Storm, the long-awaited return of Little Puppy. Named to return from the bench. Big inclusion. Massive. Um, Nico Hines deservedly retains his spot at fullback, though. Dean Eramier replaces the injured George Jennings on the wing. And Josh Adekar returns from his origin layoff. Cameron Munster rested and Cooper Johns named at 5'8". And big Nelson Solomon are the biggest human in the world. Returns from suspension on the bench. Um, it's going to be Melbourne by, I reckon, about thirty.
0: Uh, Melbourne to score forty points, and it all depends how much um, the Cowboys can score. Uh, but
1: yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be, it'll be, be a massive
0: yeah, it'll be a massive massive um, scoreline. Great to see uh, Ryan Pappenhausen coming back. That's that's too much. He, that was magic round. So that's two months of footy he's missed it, it was, from that yeah. hit. Yeah, from um, Tyrell fui So yep. uh, good to see him come back. And it's great to see that the Storm have done the right thing by him and not rushed him back. Yes. Um, I guess when you're scoring 40 points a week, there's no reason to rush anyone back.
1: And a man in the form of Nico Hines. Playing yeah, the way absolutely. He is.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Saturday, Sunshine Coast Stadium. Rabbitohs versus Warriors. For the Rabbitohs, the Mansource, Josh Mansour, returns <laughs> on the wing for the injured Alex Johnston. Um, Jackson Paulo named on the other wing for Tane Milne, who has been named on the reserves bench, I think obviously might get a bit of a game time in the back row this week Tane Uh, Jai Arrow returns from his two week isolation slash suspension Uh, and everyone knows how I feel about about that he should be serving his suspension now Mm -hmm. Um, uh, for the Warriors, Adam Pompey named in the centres for the injured Rocco Berry RTS not named Cody back to partner, uh, Chatty Townsend in the halves, Murchie in the starting side to replace Torhu. Current to lock and Jas hooker to cover the injured Wade Egan, and Taniela Otacolo named on the uh, reserve bench. I'm saying that the Warriors in a really tight one, uh, so 1-12, to 12, but there'll probably only be two or four points in it, and we'll be Defending uh, like a 20-point lead and actually get away with it
1: this time. I'll be pacing nervously around Sunshine Coast <laughs> Stadium watching us hang on nervously to a four-point lead and get a very tight win. Yep. All right. Suncorp Stadium. Sea Eagles versus Tigers. Sea Eagles. Tommy Turbo back at fullback, shifting Garrick to the wing and Suli to the extended bench. DCE returns to the halves, forcing Josh Vibeman. Schuster, back to the edge, back row position. Jake Droboyevich returns from injury at lock. Uh, Josh Aloier, uh returns from a long injury layoff, named on the bench to face his old teammates. And for the Tigers, in a strong sign of confidence that Coach uh, Woogie has named... <laughs> <laughs> Woogie McGuire. Woogie McGuire. <laughs> Dom Woogunowski uh, has named an unchanged team. Um Sorry, Carl. It's going to be a big Seagulls win for mine. Oh, block. <laughs> uh,
0: woogie. That's great. I love it. I'm just writing that one down. <laughs> woogie. Oh, be some swearing. I, I, meant to, I meant to call Kalen Ponga before it by his nickname, too, which is uh, Kalen Shit Tats Ponga. Um, <laughs> his tats are fucking awful. Um, oh, terrible. I. Think. Uh, look, I think Manly at full strength. Tommy Turbo uh, at fullback and Garrick back on that wing. Um, the vibe man uh, with his great offloads at second in the second row back row. Jake Travoyovich back in the middle and um, DCE back at half. I think it's going to be a tough ask for the Tigers. Um, so yeah, I'm going to tip Manly as well, mate. You're Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Suncorp Stadium. The Penrith Panthers versus the Brisbane Broncos. For the Panthers, uh, Jerome Luai named to return in the halves, forcing Matt Burton back to the centres, and Nosebe's Naiden has gone back to the extended bench. Uh,
1: the snail will be sniffing around, though. No, I'll be sniffing around.
0: Yeah, the snail uh, holds his spot in the halves. I don't know how. No other changes <laughs> for the Panthers. Uh, for the Broncos, Rhys Kennedy moves back to the interchange bench. Tommy Flegler
1: to the front rower right partner. Polar bear Mark two.
0: Yep. Uh, yes. Exactly. Polar Bear 2.0 yeah. uh, in the front row to partner uh, Payne Haas, Kobe Hetherington at lock. Jordan Ricky replaces TC Rabadi in the back row with Rabadi moving back to the bench. Um, can only see a big Penrith win here. 13 plus for the Panthers.
1: Yeah, Penrith by plenty. Yep, clearly. Sunday, SeaBus Super Stadium, Dragons versus Titans. Dragons. Dufty returns at fullback. Jordan Pereira, Jordan Go Warriors Pereira. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that bizarre. Really. And Matt Fagai named on the wings with Beal and Ramsey in the centres. Your mate Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. Jaden Sullivan at 5'8". Jack Bird moved into the back row. For the Titans, Greg Marzu returns on the wing. Toby Sexton named at half for the injured Jamal Fogarty.
0: Making it's- his taboo too, that guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well under Toby Sexton and yep. uh Mitch Rain named it hooker, replacing the injured Aaron Clark. Tough one to pick this. Um seeing as though it's a home game for the Titans on the GC, they'll be looking to regain some form and quick. I can see the Titans getting away in a very tight, very tight game.
0: Um hoping that um David Feeder actually turns up to play this week uh, because he was a big out last week for the Titans, only playing those last eleven minutes.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, all that sore shoulders from carrying him for the rest of the game.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I I think Aaron Clark's a big out for them, Uh, no more so than Jamal Fogarty. Uh, I've got massive wraps on that guy as a halfback, Um, but yeah, I I think the Titans will get away uh, in a close one, one to twelve. yeah, Dragons just with uh, too many players out with these um, rolling suspensions that they've got to go through. Mm. Uh, and then the last game at Seabus Super Stadium following that game uh, is the Bulldogs for the Sh- versus Sharks. Fucking hell. Imagine buying tickets for this <laughs> double header. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> uh, Bulldogs versus Sharks. No changes to the Bulldogs backline with uh, Big Jade Knocker uh, retaining a spot in the wing. Um, psycho lewis fresh from his attempt of uh, bjj on agro walker retains his spot in the halves Uh, ava siamana fungi moves into the starting pack with luke thompson moving to lock and jeremy marshall king is a massive back in back at hooker for them uh sharks no changes in the sharks team except for Brittany cora moving back to the bench and jack williams starting um royce hunt returns from injury named on the bench to replace the suspended uh aiden tolman uh, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm gonna say the Bulldogs 13 plus. Bulldogs 13
1: plus. Yep. I'm
0: um, confident.
1: I, I, I think the Sharks on a close one here. I expect the Bulldogs to continue their their uh, their strong effort, but I just think the sharks have a little bit too much polish for them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll see. We will see. We will
1: see um so yeah
0: so that's the rundown of this week's games um i think tickets for round 19 at sun stadium
1: are almost sold out i'm pretty sure it's it's sold out i will be there though with uh sean so yeah. absolutely i'll be there handing out posters to anyone that wants one come and come and find us i'll let you know where we're sitting when we get to the game we'll probably be doing a live as well is it a
0: general admission thing there
1: yeah it, it, most of it is general admission i'm not quite sure where our tickets are but i'll, I'll let everyone know in advance yep. um i've already organized to meet up with a couple of people there yep. which will be great um so i will definitely give you all a heads up we'll and we'll be beam in live we'll be being in live together We'll do the same, the same uh, setup as last week. Yep. So I'll be, I'll be uh, doing the sideline commentary from the game. <laughs> Can't wait. It'll be awesome. Make sure I've got my earphones on this time so I can yeah. uh, don't have a speaker right above our heads this time, <laughs> surely. Um, um, yeah, no, that'll be great. So anyone at the Sunshine Coast, get along there if you can. If there's still tickets available, make sure you snap those up. Let's not uh, waste this opportunity to have uh, all you guys in Southeast Queensland to have the Warriors here for the next eight weeks. Yep. Make sure you can get out to a game whenever you can, and um, I'll be there for most of them. So come and say good day if you're going to be on the Sunshine Coast.
0: Yeah, um, and following on from this week's game against the Rabbits, uh, we've got the Tigers in the round two of the 2021 Mike Doreen Cup. Uh, <laughs> venue for that to be confirmed. So yeah, no venue for that game yet. Uh, but.
1: not for for silverware as important as that
0: once um once the venues are uh listed for round 20 against the tigers round 21 against the sharks round 22 against the bulldogs we'll let everyone know as we said last week round 23 is at suncorp stadium versus the broncos you can get tickets for that that game round 24 against the raiders venue to be confirmed and then obviously Round 25 is the final game of the season at Seabus Super Stadium uh, versus the Titans. And it will be uh, – it's looking, it's shaping to be Rogers not just his last regular season club game for the Warriors, but it will be his last, last game. game for last the last Warriors um, if results don't go away over the next couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, if you can get to that game, uh, by all means do so. And farewell our, our uh, retiring captain. Um and then, yeah, we've just got some some live chats coming up in the next come, couple of weeks. We've got no dates locked in for these yet, but we've got Brent Tate coming on. Uh, we're going to have Jazz Tavunga on live from uh, Hotel Quarantine in Queensland. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Georgia Hale and uh, Karina Brown jump on before the start of the NRLW season. Yeah, talk all things in the and we've got the Mad Butcher working on a couple of um, – uh warriors royalty uh for us uh
1: coming in the next couple of weeks as well so um stay tuned watch this space yeah we, we will let you know
0: yeah uh if you're talking about the the warriors uh like the trilogy of warrior of uh or the four heads of the warriors um mount rushmore yeah. well, we've already had we've had wiki and we've had price uh so there's yeah two more heads from that um from that monument that we're hoping right, to add,
1: bro. yeah, to our live chats, um, which will be great. Yes, so. Rushmore, I like that. We'll have to get a shirt made up with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. I'll get on onto uh, my man right away.
0: Yeah. Good thinking. Good thinking. Um, yeah. Aside from that, thanks everyone for tuning in. We we had a lot of fun last night. Uh, don't forget if you if you don't see if you miss our shows, uh, the live show you can always catch up. Uh, through the facebook videos um also on uh our podcast platforms spotify apple google breaker radio direct and uh i radio um and then don't forget you can to subscribe um to our youtube channel That's and get, um, on,
1: get on board on the youtube channel i'm going to be uploading um a few uh extra snippets from some of our chats, some of the highlights from some of our great chats we've done over the past uh, year or so. So stay tuned for those. Yep. And
0: follow us on Instagram too, you know, uh, keep up to date with all, it's where we post all our Warriors news and uh, team lists and all that kind of stuff. Um, Robbie Reyes Reyes has said, who does Sean uh, James support in NRL? He gives me smart ass answers like North Sydney Bears. What's wrong with the North Sydney Bears? Yeah, We're all Bears supporters here, mate. Um Sonny Kapua says gotta be Mannering and Jones with his uh his hands. Yeah, well <laughs> uh Robbie Reyes says, Carl Doherty, Steve Price, Justin Murphy, and Stacey Jones, Mount Rushmore.
1: <laughs> okay. Carl uh, Doherty.
0: <laughs> and uh Christian Catley says, Wonderful show, ruin hammer.
1: Thanks, Christian. Thank you very much, Christian. Yeah, and thank um, you to all you guys who have Stayed on and watched us um, continually. Yep, the past year and supported us. Much appreciated. And Absolutely. Keep the content coming for you guys for sure. Yep. Uh,
0: make sure if you can get uh, if you can get to watch the game on the weekend, uh, and if you got tickets to the game, get there. If not, um, we'll do a live watch again so you can uh, watch the game on your TVs at home and log in mute blocker roach. Yeah. Mute <laughs> blocker roach and listen to some uh, ridiculous banter. Uh, as we chat about um, uh, the Warriors game uh, while it's being played, yeah. so it's quite interesting, bit of fun. Um, no, it's 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 absolutely
1: all in good fun. Yeah, I'd love to get
0: um, TK involved in that if he's keen.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah. jump in and um, we'll have comments from across the ditch as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. yeah um,
0: I get. Um, I'd love to get Brad Inger involved too. I, I spoke to Brad last week about it, but he's he writes his blog. Is um, uh, yeah. he watching the he game? He
1: to make his notes while he's doing it. Yeah. yeah, we don't want to interrupt the creative process there. No, sorry.
0: definitely not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I might reach out to Richie Sterling, who does the show with with uh, Brad over there. Get some the yep. of the New Zealand guys on the on the live feed with us. That'd yeah, be, a that'd bit be great. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, mate. Um. You cool. enjoy the rest of your week. I certainly will.
1: Looking um, well, forward to getting out there on Saturday.
0: I'll continue my lockdown. I, I get to go out tomorrow. I will get having uh, number one shot of the uh, COVID vaccine tomorrow. So, okay. oh
1: good.
0: Yeah. So uh, who knows? I may you may not see me again after after tonight. I could. Yeah.
1: you You mean it's gonna be rue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty of people who can j- jump in. That's you know? it. Got, I'll have plenty of co-hosts. No, yeah. It won't come to that.
0: No. No, mate. Uh, Enjoy your week, mate. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. Cheers.